Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast. And I always try to bring you people that are experts on divorce. And I have got to tell you, I have somebody who truly is an expert on divorce today. Um, Alyssa Panitz is just this phenomenal person. She is an, a wonderful human being. She really has a heart for helping people through the divorce. I want to tell you why I know this. Because first of all, I have got to know Alyssa personally. Uh, I've been a guest on her shows for several months now. And I just, I love listening in. She is the only divorce journalist in the media industry that's exclusively committed to highlighting some of the struggles and challenges that people have to deal with around divorce. She she brings on phenomenal guests. Um, She has, you know, experts like Bill Eddy and attorneys and other divorce coaches and financial analysts and just amazing things. She is the producer and host of the weekly Divorce Hour that's heard on CRN Digital Talk Radio. And she's also done a whole bunch of other stuff in her life. So Alyssa, welcome and thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm honored. And I know that you've done a bunch of other stuff. So can I just ask you to give us a little a little slice of, of all the amazing things that you have done in, in the media industry in particular or even outside of the media industry? Yes, and thank you for asking. So I started out covering breaking news, like hard news stories. Uh, those are called uh, the general assignment beat. So you never know from one day to the next. Uh, where they're going to send you. And then about probably five years into that, I was told that I was being moved into entertainment because it was more my personality. And so I spent a good 20 years front and center on every red carpet at every movie premiere, interviewing the celebrities, going into their homes for photo shoots and sit down one-on-one interviews. That is so cool. And I've seen pictures that you posted on social media with you standing just (laughs) casually with all these stars. And it's really quite amazing, all the people that you know. So how did you make the switch from the entertainment industry then to work or entertainment journalism into working more for people with going through divorce and dealing with that challenge? No, thank you for asking. So in 2018, I filed for a divorce. And I just thought, you know, you sit down and you sit and you're with the other person and you're just kind of like dividing everything. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Not only did I know not know the first thing about divorce, but also what a high conflict divorce is and trying to divorce somebody with a very high conflict personality. So that took me into so many different directions, uh, exits, detours. I mean, my, my head was spinning around like the exorcist. And so I did what anybody else would do when all these things happened. I went to Google and I would try to research everything that was that was really unfolding. And that became very overwhelming. Fast forward to the pandemic when we were all working from home and I was now back in news because there was no entertainment. The world shut down. And while I was trying to produce a newscast, I happened to have the television on because In the industry, we're always looking to see what everybody else is doing. And I just happened to hear, okay, let's go to our covert coverage and we're going to go to our transportation correspondent. We're going to go to our education correspondent. We're going to go to our shopping correspondent. And exactly at that time, 
my attorney called and I looked up and I screamed, where's the divorce correspondent? I'm going through a divorce. And the TV did not answer me back. And then my, my job went south. And when I realized that there was not one person in my industry who covered this on an exclusive basis, and by that I mean a day-to-day basis, I just decided to start it. And from there, it's just been growing. And do you find that people are like you searching for information on divorce and not able to find it? Or, or do you think it's easier to access that information now? Well, people can find it, but the problem goes back to the problem I had myself. And that is that there's so much out there. Nobody knows how to decipher what's, what's, what's real, what's not, what looks good, what's legitimate, what's credible. So what I do is I basically have become a trusted source in the media industry as the only divorce journalist. And I basically not only um, uh, interview all these experts who I back, by the way, because I spend a lot of time getting to know them, doing research on them, but then we funnel it into one place where you can find it in the easiest way possible because divorce is very confusing and trying to look for everything can be even more overwhelming. And as you know, as a divorce coach, when you're mentally and emotionally already a wreck from what this transition causes, I mean, it's just very hard to decipher and uh, all the information out there. And that's where that's where I come in. And we just don't do uh, or talk about the legal aspect out of it. As you know, being a premier divorce coach, there are so many other things, things people don't even think of. And that's, again, where my journalism skills come in. So I tell people, think of me as a scatterbrain. And what I mean by that is I am taking this one topic and I'm scattering it all over the place. And all those little pieces are new stories and new angles that I'm going to uncover. And every little piece of that is going to have a new expert who is going to help explain it in the best way possible. So we can get you educated. We can get you informed. You feel empowered and you are a little bit or hopefully a lot more confident going into this. So as you're asked to make all these decisions for yourself and your family, you understand what you're agreeing to. Yeah, and that is so important because you're right. Everybody's divorce is the same in that it starts with a married and ends with a, with a separation, a, a legal separation, a legal divorce. But in between, the route that that divorce takes is is unique to every single person. And you know, that's the hard part is dealing with the unique aspects of your divorce. The stuff that's the same as everybody else's. That's not hard to research or to find people. It's those little areas that you're not sure um, where to go. What I know that you really focus on helping people see divorce not as an end or a disaster, as you say, that the D doesn't stand for disaster and divorce. What do you see as, where do you see a change in thinking or mindset around divorce from that, oh my gosh, this is horrible, this is the end, to something that's a lot more positive? Well, divorce is an end. It's an end to just this piece of your life. Your life is filled up of many pieces and many chapters and of many stories. This one is just going to come to a close. But the beauty of it is when you turn the page it starts all over. And it's when you say people think the D and divorce stands for disaster. I say it starts for do over. 
I mean, I remember when I was young and we were on the playground and we would be like, oh, that didn't go well. Can I get a do over? And, you know, and everybody would love that in life. And oftentimes we don't get those opportunities, but with a divorce, you can. And by that, I mean, if, if, if the first time didn't, didn't work out, well, you know, make a list. I always say like, you know, keep like I have here a pad of paper and a little pen, you know, write down things that didn't work, not only with, with your spouse, or I should say former spouse, but also, you know, just in the confines of the relationship, things that didn't make you happy, things that you didn't find that brought you fulfillment, things that you wish that you had, but you didn't make a list of all the things that you would be looking for when you're ready to kind of start embarking on on this new path. And that can also go for career, that can go for friendships, maybe rebuilding family relationships that were strained. Um, maybe people are parenting differently. Um, and so there's so many things that you're going to have another, another opportunity to do. And again, it all goes into mindset. So my mom always taught me 24 hours to mourn and then do something. So you know, take the time to mourn this part of your life that is over. You should. It was a, probably a very big, big piece um, and probably gave you a lot of identification as this person's husband or wife or, you know, or spouse. But then think about what you want, you know, the the next phase of your life to look like. And I think it's really amazing because, you know, my dad always said, when you stay solely focused on something, you know, you don't deviate, you don't look this way, you don't look this way, you just look straight. It's amazing how those things will happen. And that's what people have to do. They just have to continue to look straight of the things that they want to accomplish and do in this next phase. And I think that that is really a key message because you're right. You have to, in order to have that direction, you have to know where you want to go too. Like where, where are the changes you want to make? So I really love that idea, making a list, focusing on how to grow personally through the experience rather than looking at it as a personal failure. I mean, I really stress that with my clients, you know, this isn't your failure. This is a relationship <laughs> issue. So now, one of the things that, I, that I'm going to go back to what you were talking about before a little bit, when you said that, um, you know, divorce is different and people need all this information and they're just overwhelmed. What do you think is a way to avoid that sense of being overwhelmed in a divorce that you've heard from your experts or maybe that you personally experienced? Because uh, I know you work with experts all around the world and all across the country about this. Is there sort of a, a general um, theme or idea that you could give people that are dealing with that sense of overwhelm? Yeah, I mean, listen, because the, the reason people feel overwhelmed is because they feel everything is happening at once. Yes, there are definitely going to be a lot of changes. But as I always try to say, try to see, try to like make piles for everything. So maybe the financial, it may be the kids, it may be the legal, it may be lifestyle. And just, you know, look at what is at the top of each pile. And then, and then you may have to focus one day just on the financials and then the next day just on the legal and the next day, you know, juggling the kids and the next day, how we're going to like, get, um, you know, get, get maybe a social life, or I may have to like curtail my lifestyle a little and how I could do that. And if you just take everything piece by piece and just do everything 
in and and give everybody like an equal turn not all at once because that never that never works but really just think about what is the priority of today and when you look at what the priority of today as you know focus on just that and that way one you won't feel as overwhelmed two things won't slip through the cracks or you'll feel like oh i made a mistake i was juggling so much i overlooked it um and then people start beating themselves up which is never the right thing uh, you, you should not do that. Um, and I think people can get through this transition and this shift a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. And I like that idea. That, what, what was that movie? Um, City Slickers, where the guy had just one thing <laughs> that he was oh, always yeah. talking about. Um, and I think the other thing that you said there that's really important is you can feel really overwhelmed with having to deal with all of those piles on your own. And there may be people in your life that can help you with some of those, yeah. some of that stuff. Like maybe you talk to your mom or your sister to help you look after the kids every now and then. You don't have to be super mom or super dad and, you know, 24 seven with your kids. You need to have some time for yourself too, even though you're going through a divorce. You, that time just to decompress and think about things. I love that you said that because I think especially as women, we try to be super women all the time. And, you know, it's really okay to ask for help. And so if you need to, let's say, go see your attorney and the kids need to be picked up, ask a friend. You know what? People, people really do want you to reach out to them in a time of need. They want to help you. They just may not know how to help you. And it's okay to tell everyone or show everyone, you know what? It's a little bit of a difficult time. You may be feeling a little weak. People really do want to be there for you because I am sure you will be there for them. Also, start asking people, like you said, who do you know? That could be, you know what? I'm looking at all this financial stuff. I never handled the finances. Do you know somebody who works in that in that space? Somebody may say, you know what? Well, my brother who's an accountant, my husband works in finance. Come over or, you know what? He'll come over, uh, you know, and sit with you for a little bit. Ask people. I have found in my experience that when I ask for the help, People are willing to give it to me because guess what? I cannot begin to tell you how many times they call me. And you're not weak by asking for help. If anything, it's making you look like, I think, stronger that you know that this is an area that you don't know and you want to know it. And if you're asking somebody for help, you're showing them you're putting the trust in them to go to them. And so I tell people all the time, it's really okay to ask for help. And you should ask for help. Definitely. And I think the worst thing that you can do is get isolated during a divorce because that's when things really start coming in on top of you. You don't have anybody to talk to. You don't have anybody to ask questions to. And the more you pull back, the more difficult life becomes. I really do believe that during a divorce. I'm sure it's that so in, I'm sure that in all of your conversations with people, you have probably seen some very costly mistakes that men or women, either either person, either party, may make in a divorce. What are some of the what are some of the big ones that you see that are fairly, I'm not going to say common, but ones that you hear more than once, let's say when you're talking to experts about mistakes that people make? Oh, mistake number one, it's always about the money. People say, and I get this question all the time, especially from newscasters, okay, I'm filing for divorce. What kind of attorney do I need? I go, well, there's mistake number one. You don't know what kind of attorney you need yet, but what you need to have is a handle on the finances. So 
Call your accountant, call your financial planner, know where all your money is, get a handle on it. Your attorney is going to be your advocate. They cannot go out there and protect you and your family if they don't know what they're asking for. And by that, I mean under the law. I mean, listen, I tell men all the time, you're not leaving her with nothing. And women, you're not getting everything. It doesn't work that way. There are laws to protect you and to protect the other side. However, if you don't want to send your attorney down a dark hole, and I'm going to tell you that's going to result in a very large bill you are not going to enjoy seeing at the end of the month, um, get a handle on your finances. Really sit down, walk around your home, and get an idea of what the monthly expenses are. And so by that, I mean electricity, food, um, you know, car payments, the gasoline, the kids' expenses, cable internet, uh, you know, just landscaping. I mean, just walk around your house and things like, you know, and again, that's why I would say pad and paper, pad and paper, you know, things that you probably never even thought of, jot them down, get a handle on all this, because what's going to happen is here in New York, you fill out what is called a statement of net worth. So not only does that ask things like how much you make, if, if you're working and how much the other side makes, you know, in their career, but it's also going to break down what are you spending every month and how is this large number being broken down? So you really have to have a handle on that. You don't want the attorneys chasing this for you. Again, that's going to cost you a lot of money. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to save you money so the attorneys aren't getting it. You and your family are getting it. That's where it belongs. So I always say that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is sometimes people get the wrong attorney. And by that, I mean, you know, you may have two people who are deciding they're going to have an amicable divorce. You know what? It just fizzled. It's not working. Who did you use? Well, if somebody used what's called, as you know, a litigator, that might be the wrong situation for them. So they're going to pay a lot of money. And for what? For something they probably don't need. Get a handle on what type of divorce you and your spouse are going to have. And then from there, you know, start doing your research. And if you want to ask friends, You can ask friends, but be very careful the questions you ask them because every divorce is unique and every divorce is different. Things you can say was, listen, we have a similar situation on our hands. This person you used, did they, do you feel like, you know, they had a really good strategy in place to help you resolve it? Were they available if you needed them? Talk to me about, you know, billing. How did it work? Um, you know, was their staff friendly? Did they answer your questions? You know, these are all things you can ask because the relationship you have with your attorney is going to be, I always say, one of the most intimate ones. You have to fully disclose everything. So the attorney knows how, again, I'm going to go back to that word, advocate for you and help you. Um, So I always try to tell people, you know, just really do your homework and really do your research. Because if you find the wrong attorney and then you have to find another one, that can be costly depending on what stage you are in the divorce. It takes time to get caught up and then they have to get all your files and it takes time to, you know, alert the court. And all these little things sound like little things, but they all cost money. And again, that gets expensive. And it does get to be a problem if you are attorney hopping. <laughs> I don't know if that's a technical term. That's what I call it. Where a client, I mean, I have clients that have been through three or more attorneys. The more attorneys you go through, the harder it is to find somebody yeah. who will take your case because attorneys look at it like, 
okay, one person has already been through three lawyers. That's probably not three bad lawyers in a row. Probably the the common denominator there is the client, not the attorneys. I'm not saying you are, but that could be the perception that a future attorney would have. And I know I've talked to a lot of attorneys who say, nope, I just say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not taking any new clients at this time when they see that kind of a track record. So, Or they're um, going to be upfront what yeah. it's going to cost for them just to get up to speed. Sure. And you need to really think about that because, you know, the, the attorney will quote you a retainer. And this is another mistake people don't realize. So the attorney quotes you um, uh, a retainer number. We'll use the number 10,000 just for the sake of the conversation. You are not just paying the attorney. And this is, again, what people don't understand. You are paying them, every single person on their staff who's working on your case, and they all go by the hour um, if they also have to send out... Um, uh, packages, or they have to overnight things to the other side, or get things to the court, or somebody has to go down there, and there's all these filing fees, ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Right. If they have to travel for you, that is, you know, on your dime. If they break for lunch on your case, because it's going a lot longer, that's on your dime. So when people say, wait a second, I just paid this large retainer, how could I be, like, giving the, the firm more money? It's because they don't tell you that you're just not paying that one individual. You're paying everybody else in that office who is going to be working on your case. Right. And and a lot of times I have had people say that, well, I paid, you know, 10000 and I thought that was the cost of my divorce. And it it's not, I don't believe that that's, the attorney didn't explain it. I think people are just so overwhelmed when they go in to talk to an attorney, they don't necessarily hear the whole conversation. They just hear that number and then that's what they kind of latch onto. But thank you. I think that's... Those and they don't understand. Yeah. You know, they just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa, so you have shared just a ton of information. Thank you. And and your perspective, because you talk to so many experts. That's why I just value your perspective on this. What do you think is the most important thing that you want to leave as a parting word of wisdom for people? You know, I think people think that uh, that divorce is, is the finale. It's over. My life is never going to get better. I'm never going to fall in love. I am never. Yes, you will. Okay, you will get past this. This this is temporary. Okay, this is this is just one little slice here. We're going to go back to the, you know, all the pieces of your life. It's just one little slice. So you just have to get through it. I've always told my kids that everybody in this world goes through a something. And I put the something in quotes. We may not know what that is, but everybody goes through a something. But it's, it's how you get through it that will always make you who you are. And, you know, and I think that's very important for people to remember with divorce. If you say, I'm going to get through this in the best way possible. I'm not going to try to engage in the conflict. I'm just going to try to always look for the resolution. You know what? You get through it a lot quicker. And I know so many people, once they got their divorce past them, went on to have these beautiful, amazing lives. People accomplished things they never even dreamed of before. People found great new relationships. Uh, a lot, everybody found peace, which I think is great. And we can use a lot of that in the world right about now. But people went on and did great, great things. And then when they looked back, they were just like, oh my God, I never thought any of this was possible. Right, because you were dealing... In, in, in a very difficult situation, but 
everything is temporary. And this is too. We just have to get you through it. What a positive message. Thank you. What a great place to end up. Um, Alyssa, if people want to listen in to the Divorce Hour or or find out more about you or get get more information, pick your brain about more things and get this knowledge you have, what's the best way for people to follow you or um, have that ability to, to listen into your, to your radio show. No. And thank you for asking. So as you know, cause you're a regular contributor and we're so honored always to have you. The divorce hour airs, uh, every Saturday and Sunday on CRN digital talk radio network that following week, we start becoming a podcast. We're available on places such as iTunes, Amazon music, Amazon audible, um, Spotify, Google Home, Google Podcast, Alexa. Uh, you can also catch my column in Authority Magazine for Medium. Beginning in November, I will have a pets and divorce column in Pets Lifestyle Magazine. I also have a column in uh, First for Women Magazine and other things I can't announce quite yet, but hopefully we should be ready to announce in 2024. Wonderful. So lots of opportunities. And please, if you're going through a divorce, uh, the Divorce Hour is a phenomenal resource. It's it's You can listen to it while you're working around the house or mowing the lawn or driving the kids or whatever you're doing. It's, it's really actionable information from people who are very, very uh, experienced in their field. So Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. This has been a wonderful time. We could have probably talked for another couple hours, but uh, I appreciate you condensing everything down to this. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank everybody for listening in. It has been my privilege to have you listen. And please don't forget to tune in to the next episode of The D-Shift. Thanks for listening and supporting The D-Shift Podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join The D-Shift 